Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And today we're back with our episode of another installment in our Put Him in the Movies series. And this one is kind of an unusual one because it's not what we might think of. We're not thinking of the Beatles in this case. It's only one. And he's not in the movie that much, but he's there for sure. And yeah. now, Dave. You know, it's is is it a put them in the movies or is it an important? What's our concert series? It's, it's live it's, gigs and best live gigs. gigs. It's also yeah. kind of a live gigs, but not really because it wasn't it wasn't a live performance gig. Hmm. I see it not listed as Brian Jones's final concert, but it sort of <laughs> no. is because it's performed in front of people like uh wearing as dave and i am he's got his yellow smock on i've got my red smock we both got our pointy hats and a red nose of course what are we talking about dave the rolling stones rock and roll circus which is kind of a hybrid we didn't know when we were discussing whether we're going to talk about this one we decided well this is actually a put him in the movies but it's also a concert gig and kind of a nice twofer uh, in this uh, episode here for you because it features John Lennon very prominently as well as as a performer as well as in some kind of amusing roles well I don't know we'll decide how amusing they are or not but <laughs> some acting roles uh, in the film so yeah uh, yeah so what 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 was the Rolling Stones rock and roll circus what what did, what was it and how did it all come about well, you know, um, it was a performance intended as a, I think initially intended as a TV concert where uh, there's a, a little bit of circus involved and a whole lot of rock bands, including The Who in what what might argue their prime, uh, the Rolling Stones, who'd... Uh, uh, just done i think beggar's banquet kind of that era rolling stones and it does have brian jones in his final ever appearance with the rolling stones kind of an out of it yeah (laughs) we'll get to that out of it uh has some other groups we'll talk about some of those other groups later but the big the big highlight for us as beatles fans is the dirty map (laughs) which is john lennon playing with Dave's favorite Wait. EC, Dave's favorite human man, <laughs> Eric Clapton, uh, Keith Richards on bass, and Mitch Mitchell, which they can't ever just say Mitch Mitchell. It's like Mitch, uh, it's Mitch Mitchell from the Jimi Hendrix experience. Right, right. <laughs> so that you know who he is, I guess. Um, and Wait, then did Joko you, did you... there and uh, Violinist we'll talk about a little, here in a little bit, too. Wait, did you say John Lennon was in it? Because I thought it was Winston Legthigh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There, there's a there's a funny bit in the concert where John and Mick Jagger sit uh, eating food. Yes, and we put their food down for this recording, <laughs> and they just sort of riff some weirdness. Yeah, uh, but we we get to, we can oh, talk boy. about all of that. But I think Dave, I just to get into the a true discussion of this, I think it's a very, I've come to realize recently after watching the Get Back film and after re- reading this new Paul McCartney book. I don't know if you've g- gotten a chance to uh, look into the book at all, but 
uh, I, I'm draw, drawing a straight line from John's performance in this to the fall of the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a very, very important event, this Rolling Stone Rock and Roll Circus. circus. Because A, the Rolling Stones are there. Who's the Rolling Stones manager? Alan Klein. Alan Klein. And many of us feel, I feel, Alan Klein contributed greatly to the destruction of the Beatles as a unit. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Maybe they could have pulled some stuff back together at some day. Uh, but Alan Klein drew a big wedge. Yeah. And uh, Paul sniffed him out as the criminal he was. Uh, none of the other guys did. Uh, right. So, but this is, and, uh, you know, so John Lennon and uh alan klein definitely met i i mean they may have met before this i i I can't quite remember if they say the exact day when they met in any of my readings but they definitely spent some time here and alan klein was definitely out to get the beatles yes signed uh because that was the great white whale obviously the biggest money maker for him would have been the beatles so he you know, saddled up and was very uh, apparently very nice to John and very nice to Yoko and 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 t- spoke to Yoko as if she was the artist she was and not like, uh, you know, uh, oh, Yoko, oh, what's this woman doing here or anything? They like treated that. her with respect. Exactly. Yeah. So, so many interesting things about this performance and this whole film. And the, the there's a lot of mystique about it, too, because that that's a pretty new discovery or not enough as a discovery but but making that that direct thread is a really important thing not only with alan klein but michael lindsey hogg who would then of course be the uh, film maker for get back and let it be and and so that's this is where they got to know each other a bit uh and then for me the most fascinating thing well two things one first of all seeing all these artists really in their primes i mean the they look very much of their period, late 60s, colorful London, uh, very trippy. Uh, it's sort of like Sergeant Pepper if it had a video with it in some places. Uh, and then the other thing to me is how it sat on the shelf for yeah, 30 years or 20 years, something like that. Yeah, from think ni- it came out in the 90s officially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it and then, sat. And then it came out again just a few years ago. And that's when we get these sort of bonus tracks finally yeah. released. Uh, so we'll talk about a couple of those that pertain particularly to the Dirty Mac. Right. Where there's a couple of performances which were just, you know, probably fill as they were getting the cameras ready and yeah, <laughs> all of yeah. that. They're just jamming some tunes, uh, but definitely fun to hear them. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people may not have seen the whole film before but a lot almost everybody who knows anything about it has watched the dirty mac performance for the obvious reasons that you mentioned with members of the most famous groups at the time the beatles and rolling stones and then the most famous guitarist eric clapton and the drummer of one of the other most famous guitarists at the time jimmy hendrix so Mm -hmm. kind of putting it all together but uh, i think we should also say well why was this scrapped and and all things that i read about it say that mick jagger 
was the one who really kept it in the can for so long because he felt that it just wasn't up to par that the who performed so well the rolling oh, stones yeah. we should say that the rolling stones didn't start performing they, they tried to do the whole thing live in order and so then the the stones were playing at like two in the morning so they're pretty worn out and didn't finish until 4 30 or 5 so you can kind of tell but that so that's that's i don't know do you think that's a, a legit reason for them well, to keep this hidden for so long well i would think initially probably the whole brian jones thing probably uh, because shortly after they filmed this they basically were like we can't we can't take you anymore brian you're out so they basically kicked him out of the band like something like a month later right. after they filmed this and then he died that july so uh, to to then be like oh hey let's watch this film everybody <laughs> of us dancing around and with acrobatics <laughs> yeah. And, yeah costumes like and... it, it's a little morbid to yeah. some to some respects so yeah that could have initially contributed to it and then you know you know if people go they just keep moving forward yeah, they move on. yeah so you know they were off to recording you know their next few albums so yeah yeah so i think maybe that had a had a big to do with it and yes the who the who kill it that <laughs> yeah, rock they do. in this it's one of my favorite uh performances of theirs of uh this uh a quick one yeah it's yeah, very yeah. good um i did want to mention a couple of things they're more just like thoughts one is the idea of some sort of filmed concert thing and john's participating in it and then he goes back to his group and they're, they're starting to toss around ideas for their next project like hey, well why don't we do a sort of filmed concert thing but uh, so i i'm wondering how much this contributed to the idea which was really loose of an idea of the get back project yeah um and you're using the same guy too the michael lindsey hogg oh yeah we're gonna use him for this oh he just filmed that thing and john in the get back film if you've seen the get back film i assume many of our listeners have uh talked very positively about the experience like he 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 seemed to like like oh the rolling stones rock and roll thing oh it was great you know kind of like that so yeah, so I wonder how much this contributed to the idea of doing that. And then the other thing is John Lennon plays with the Dirty Mac here in sort of a fun kind of like, oh, let's throw this thing together and we play. And then as we know, the next following year, he'd do yeah. that again, go to Toronto. And that's at the point that he's like you know what i don't even need the beatles i can just play live on myself or throw some people together <laughs> you know who needs the stupid beatles <laughs> <laughs> right you know? that's a that's a great point because in one of the interviews i read about this concert that john was asked about it and he said oh it was the first time i'd played with other people behind me and i i thought oh this sounds pretty good oh this is fun and i don't have to you know it's like i've got different people here and yeah. I think that was so this this concert, even though we hadn't seen it for many years or didn't really know much about it, I think was influential on John. And especially, if, yeah, you've already named a couple of reasons here. We've got Alan Klein, 
we've got performing, we've got a filmed concert. Uh, it, it turned out to be kind of a spur for a lot of things that yeah. we now have reasons to understand better. So yeah, uh, it, and maybe we should talk about that performance and see what it sounded like. What, what was the dirty Mac? I mean, a, a, we know what a Mac is because if you listen to Penny Lane, Mac mm-hmm. is a raincoat yeah. and this is a dirty raincoat, uh, but we should start with the, now are they all, is the audience all wearing raincoats? Is that what's going it, on? They were, it was, Aha. yeah. Aha. Yes. So you get it. Uh, I thought they were smocks. Well, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they look like smocks. I, I don't know. We'd have to find out. We'll have to ask Michael <laughs> Lindsay hogg what, what they were doing on that. Uh, but I thought we would start before we talk about the performance itself. We have to talk about the aforementioned introduction of the Dirty Mac with John and Mick Jagger, <laughs> because this is what leads into the performance. So what set the stage for us, Chris? So you said they're already they're sitting there. John's eating. Mick's wearing a very nice bright blue sweater. Mick has very long hair, too. And, and John has the parted down the middle yeah. white album hair and the denim. Mick's doing sort of a weird kind of like performative kind of like talking under his breath. Oh, how are you doing there? <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, Hi, John. Uh, John, John, a couple times, you know, does his sort of word salad <laughs> thing. He says, he talks about, oh, you've, you've got this group. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, Michael. First, John calls him Michael. Yeah, which is interesting. And then they talk about the group and the Jimi Hendrix experience. Mitch Mitchell, are you experienced? Yeah, uh, Jimi Hendrix experience. Are you experienced? So, yeah, <laughs> like they're doing a weird, sort of under their breath thing. Yeah, I mean, to me, clearly drug in drug fueled here. I think John was definitely on something. But uh, at one point, John gets up, hands this like he's going to go perform now, hands the plate of food over (laughs) with chopsticks, with chopsticks over to um, Mick. And then Mick, from that point on, just says hilariously to me, your blues, John, (laughs) your blues, John, (laughs) your blues, John, just over and over. Yep. And it goes right into them playing your blues. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then we have the four of them on the stage, and EC, my favorite human being of all time, is that's right, playing a big Gibson guitar and Keith on bass and Mitch Mitchell on drums and John looking like White Album John. And uh, they play your blues. Only a couple shots of Mitch Mitchell the whole performance. Yeah, I I was like, what? What's going on here? They didn't sit. They. There was another thing about this. They didn't exactly set the cameras up right in, no. in certain no. in certain places I, I i felt like but uh yeah so mitch back there you do see him a couple times um and then uh yeah they play your blues i think they do a fantastic uh version of your blues here for this very very fresh very lively you can tell unlike a lot of the performances i guess in this uh that they're playing live yeah yeah because <laughs> there were some issues uh, I guess, yeah some lip syncing too lip syncing and some things like that but um um yeah they're playing live and it, it really feels that way it really feels enlivened the your blues 
Take Two, which is uh, on the expanded uh, Rolling Stone Rock and Roll Circus uh, release from 2019, um, which is streaming. So you can you can hear all those tracks is cuts off. It's sort of like they're they're jamming then they cut off like really abruptly at the end. But this version, they play the full version and then the crowd reaction. You can just tell oh, the crowd's like, uh, oh, my God, uh, the John Lennon just played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds great. I mean, his, yeah. his singing voice sounds amazing. Yeah. And he plays guitar. He does his solo more or less what he does on the White Album. Yeah. And sounds great. Eric Clapton sounds terrific. Uh, what do you think his... of Keith on uh, Keith Richards on the bass? Oh, he's solid. He's solid. Yeah, yeah it gets the job done. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, just I, I kept thinking, you know, John supposedly wrote your blues to make fun of the late '60s blues bands like Fleetwood Mac and uh, the Jeff Beck group and some of those blues bands. Like sometimes you see it spelled B L O O Z E blues, uh, mm-hmm. with kind of dr- like alcohol infused. But uh, he, he, it's pretty sincere here. I think it sounds good and and yeah. holds together well. Yeah, that second take is not not as yeah, good. It's, obviously, it's choppy. It's not as yeah. good, and then it, it very abruptly ends. Right. <laughs> um, and then also in the film. Outcomes. Well, she's she's <laughs> oh, on boy. she's on the. She's on the field for the <laughs> for the first performance in a bag, of course. <laughs> but she pops out of the bag, and uh, a um, Iranian violinist <laughs> comes up. Uh, Ivory Gitless, yeah, comes up and starts playing, uh, and they start jamming. Another blues, another blues type thing, and then Yoko starts in on her usual kind of warbly thing. A little less like some towards the end, it sort of gets into more almost like almost like she's doing actual vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unlike some of her <laughs> Toronto performance and some yeah. of the, some of those type of things, it's it's not as off grading some of those <laughs> grading. Uh, uh, so it's still, a you know, it's got and part of it, too, I think, is there's also the violin and the violin's very loud and you're focused on that. So. And the rest of them are just jamming. So yeah. yeah. Um, and that, and that we should has, say that that has a name. Yes, it's been named Whole Lot of Yoko. I think oh. it I think it was like, oh, we gotta call this something, right? Now in the 2019 release, you also get a couple uh jams. One's called Warm Up Jam, which is kind of forgettable, just yeah. a, another bluesy jam. And then Revolution, which I thought was pretty interesting. What do you think yeah. of that? uh it's it started out well until then john stops and says i forgot how the rest of it goes or something and it just it's a breakdown mm-hmm. but i think it's cool that they were trying it and yeah like i said it started out fine until he forgot the words and just you can hear him say oh i don't know where it goes next i'm not sure what happens so but it's i wonder cool to if have. he was like hey let's try the revolution well maybe that'll be the song we play and then he's like hey you know what i don't remember <laughs> all the words that would about what else did we record recently yeah oh, how about <laughs> you're probably right yeah. yeah so so but it's nice to have i think it it gives us a little bigger picture of what else they did when they were there uh, just i to wish hear them i mean I, I don't know about you but this is sort of like you know f- a f- fantasy 
rock and roll star like hey what what if we took you know there's a couple instances to, of this uh through history like like oh how about uh it's wings but it's um john bonham on drums right <laughs> you know like things like that so i wish there was more of this that actually existed of just sort of crisscross bands where they play 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 one gig and play a couple songs uh uh live you know uh, so like more stage. uh more traveling wilburys <laughs> type thing yeah 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 Agreed. so um it would have been interesting to hear the dirty mac do a couple more tunes and yeah, yeah. things like that but uh which also calls into question the planning for this thing of like <laughs> oh we're gonna have this le- we're gonna have these legendary guys together like and then just kind of jam and play one song <laughs> on your concert. What what are you doing? Why, why not record like a full hour of this? Guys? Yeah, I know. Maybe I cut, wonder if maybe it's... cut Taj Mahal and a couple <laughs> of these other groups and, uh, you know, give us more Dirty Mac guys. I wonder if it's because we're looking back at that time through what we know about them now and, yeah. and seeing them as legends at the time. They were just they were very popular, active rock stars so mm-hmm. that you know now we we ascribe different things to them especially because john is gone so that makes it even more oh you it's a what what could have been if they'd actually done some more stuff yeah yeah but i'm glad we have it and it's it's interesting it's not something i'm gonna listen to a lot uh, unless i'm really in the mood for your blues but yeah it it did you know make an impact on john he played that next year at the rock and roll uh live in toronto live piece in toronto so yeah felt comfortable like oh this one definitely works live uh, yeah with the thrown together group yeah and ec was there again that hasn't practiced (laughs) (laughs) right exactly yeah yeah so well we thought we'd also talk about some of the other acts because there's a lot of other pretty interesting stuff in this concert so do you want to roll down the list here Okay, first and most important is the fire eating guy. No, <laughs> there is like fire eating, and there is some some trapeze, and yes, it is a circus. Old, you know, you get entry of the gladiators, and you get over the waves that that uh, a circus band uh, plays, and some tracks like that. <laughs> and don't forget the the opening music with the have the old yeah, that's entry of the gladiators is the name of that's the music. Yeah, yeah. So, um. So there's a bunch of silliness like that. And you have each performer from the Rolling Stones introducing somebody. <laughs> How do you like the very, the Mick Jagger's introduction? Oh, God. Where, where, they all, where they all walk out and John and Yoko walk out too. And Yoko's wearing a witch hat. Yeah. And John's wearing, I think, a wizard something or another. And he's got yeah. a, a trumpet or something with him. Yeah, he's playing a trumpet. Uh, well, quote, playing a trumpet. Yeah. yeah. And then Mick is like, oh, we have delights for your ears and eyes. (laughs) It's like the most performative Mick Jagger you would ever want. It's all in this whole show. And then he's Uh, like, oh, welcome back. And we'll get to our first group. And then a little person dressed as a clown (laughs) goes, Jethro Tull. (laughs) Yep. And we get Jethro Tull. Now, this is (laughs) Jethro Now, maybe when you think about Jethro Tull, uh, everyone out in the audience, you think, um, oh, they're that progress, that 
real prog rocky, you know, aqualung and group group that uh, with regular singing and all that. This is not the Jethro Tull we get here. No. We get the right off their first album, which most of those songs weren't. Um, um, it, 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 the group was sort of led more by their guitar player at the time, but he had quit. Yeah. So they got another guitar player in. Oh, Tony Iomi. Yeah, Tony Iomi. But he did, he was ter- so terrible, I guess, <laughs> as they were recording this, that they went with backing track for all of it, except for the performance from Ian. Is it Ian or Ian Anderson? I think I've it's always, Ian. and I, I, I don't know. Ian, Ian Anderson. Ian. Yeah. So the performance by Ian Anderson, looking like a haggard, <laughs> weird... <laughs> sort of like <laughs> like <creep>. a medieval <laughs> yeah and he's not singing like he sings on aqualung or any of these other things which i think he's actually a pretty good singer yeah yeah uh, someday maybe we'll talk about jethro toll as a whole with because because their the quality is up Oof, and down real spotty the, 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 but he's instead doing this weird voice well for the whole thing and so it comes off like and he's staring at the staring yeah. with crazy eyes at the camera <laughs> and it really creeps you out it's like so they play this song song for jeffrey and i remember seeing this the first time i was like whoa what's going yeah. on here? you know can't see can't see where i go and i don't want to oh <laughs> and when he's not staring yeah. at the camera doing that then he's doing his leg thing with the flute. oh yeah uh, yeah kinda... well that he would definitely yeah. he would continue. keep doing that one yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah. yeah, what do you think of song for Jeffrey? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I didn't watch it until more recently, so I was just listening to it, and mm-hmm. it's it's okay. I'm not a big Jethro Tull fan anyway, so it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really strike me. But then the video gives you a completely different dimension, and it's very creepy yeah. when it's the 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 filming is like you said, the camera was not always camera work was a little rough in this one yeah um okay and then uh so the second keith richards announces comes out and he announces the who with a quick one i love the absolute quick one while he's away yeah i've always liked a quick one and this is maybe the best performance of it i've seen wonderful phenomenal yeah all four of them are in great great shape especially from the beginning with the acapella vocals when you have it's just right in tune. I I think this was live. I mean, this was real, uh, and it, it sounds great. Uh, Pete just looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Keith Moon is spastic and crazy as always. <laughs> <laughs> and John Entwistle just stands there. Uh, well, as, well but, but he's actually kind of there's it, a lot he? of more vocals from John Entwistle, yeah, and he sings a lot. That, you are for And the soon be home. They're they're all yeah. singing the soon be home part. So. So pretty active vocally on yeah. this track, um, but I, I've always liked that. And the sort of near the near the end where they come back in with the uh, the jamma 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 part where that starts yeah. up with a bang bang, it's like uh, oh, it's like who heaven. <laughs> You've got the cla- yeah the windmill guitar yeah. and the drums all over the place, and it, yeah. it's and Daltrey in his element, so it's a fantastic performance yeah uh then we get taj mahal uh with ain't that a lot of love kind of a 
Um, once again, it's sort of like how Jethro Tull, it's not the typical Jethro Tull. Mm. Taj Mahal, I think of is, a, a, I mean, he's performed for 50, 60 years and is a, yeah. you know, a blues performer, and, but he's not playing guitar on this. He's just no. singing. Um, um, but he's, you know, I'm, so I'm like, where's the, like, yeah. part of knowing Taj Mahal is knowing he's a guitarist too. So he does do a lot of clapping. Guitarist. Lots so. of clapping. Yeah. He's doing them. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if this was uh, just an off day or I, yeah. I just, the tune is not that great, but, yes. uh, ta- nothing against Taj Mahal. He's been a, you know, yeah. <laughs> A no, staple I, uh, b- blues man for, um, you know, 50 years, 50, yeah. 60 years now. So um, um, I think he's still alive and performing. Yeah. If I'm not if I'm not incorrect on that. So uh, the only thing that really uh, it'll be of interest to Beatle fans is that the guitar player in the group is Jesse Ed Davis, who would play on John, a lot of John stuff and play in the concert for Bangladesh and play with George and Ringo. So he's yeah. in there and so you can see you can hear his guitar playing he sounds good on there but otherwise it's kind of passes by without much to remember yeah uh marianne faithful then uh and this is where maybe this is uh or saying like is she yeah, actually singing here no i no. read this is a lip sync yeah. and it's a lip sync so that that kind of just distracts from it but it was a nice tune you know yeah. and marianne faithful it's like she's a great singer but it, it I don't love the orchestration type no, stuff that goes no. around those type of tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she performs something better. She's very, very attractive, right? At this, yeah. at this, <laughs> at this age. And then, uh, you know, that's where we get to Mick and John. Yep. Blues. Your blues, John. Yep. What's he call it? What's the name he calls him? Uh, oh, uh, John calls himself. Yeah. Uh, Winston leg thigh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> classic john yeah um and then we get uh john himself introducing the rolling stones and the rolling stones play some tracks here some some odd ones some i mean most of it's from the recent records yeah from beggar's um, banquet beggar's banquet parachute which by the way Beggar's Banquet is coming out again for Record Store Day. And oh. We have some news about Record Store Day coming up. Yes, but that's one of the one of the oh. items you can get at Record Store Day, and a great um, album. Yeah, great album. Well, they do Parachute Woman. They do No Expectations. They do. You can't always get what you want with Mick. Just really looking into into your yeah. eyes there. I think that was the premiere of it too. Yeah. And he talks specifically to one girl. Uh-huh. You can't always get the man that you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. And then he really gives it to you during Sympathy of the Devil. Goes completely shirtless where he's got the <laughs> devil painted on his <laughs> chest. Classic Mick. Yeah. Oh, if he did that today, the response from Republican lawmakers. Wow. <laughs> Um, and then they do uh, Salt of the Earth, of course, um, at the end of the show. And they do Jumping so. Jack Flash, too. Oh, they do Jumping Jack Flash, which for some reason is omitted from this uh, um, online. Yeah. I, I don't know why they didn't <laughs> <I don't laughs> include know. that on the recording because it is in the film. Yeah. 
It's, um, it's the first did you one watch? Did you, where did you have to watch? I watched it on the internet archive. Uh, oh, you did there. Yeah, I, I watched it on YouTube. They, ha- I saw some guy posted it. It was under kind of a different name, so that's how uh-huh. it was kind of sneaky. fell off a truck. Yeah, fell off a truck. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. so I think you have to rent it otherwise. Yeah, but, yeah, on Vivo or one of those yeah. things. Uh, but they, yeah, they end with "Salt of the Earth," which I believe was also lip synced. So it's kind of a yeah. mixture of lip syncing and live stuff. And we should mention Brian Jones. You mentioned that it was his last performance. He's looking pretty rough and ragged through most of this. When the camera pans on him, it's yeah looking uh, a lot of bags under his eyes and just not looking great yeah i sent you a um uh article i'd come across that was um oh roger daltrey roger daltrey Uh, i think this was on uh uh, i forget the source of the article but look look up roger daltrey rock and roll circus and yeah it's about um, talking about his three most important gigs or something yes i think it was maybe ultimate classic rock yeah or or somebody like that with the article and Roger Daltrey was like his re- uh, recollections of the uh, thing. He was like, the saddest thing is just how out of it. It seemed like he didn't he like um, Brian Jones didn't know what was going on. And, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, you see him a couple times smiling <laughs> real big. And it it is yeah. very sad knowing, you know. He's he's in the last few months of his life too, so, right? Right. Um, not 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 happy, uh, but you know, good to see him, I guess. Sure. In sure. a way, and um, Roger Daltrey also was like, yeah, and everybody in the Who was a a total mess. Right then. <laughs> yeah. He, he was saying like he was basically the only he he didn't have that happy of memories of the the show because it was like he he was the only sober one (laughs) at the time so i find uh, that hard to believe that keith moon wasn't sober (laughs) come on (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah so overall i I, it's a fun watch and Mm -hmm. it's not it's not gonna eat up your whole day no it's It's pretty compact some hour or something watch and it's worth it just to see these weird things we're talking about like the song for jeffrey and all that yeah yeah. (laughs) and the you know the your blues your blues john yeah so, very yeah fun. so that's a, a oh. concert oh yeah yeah i Last also thing. forgot online on youtube somewhere you can see i think the it must be the outtake from the blu-ray or something hmm. of uh your blues version two and it's all the camera angles of it so oh, it's, like, it's like a split box all the camera angles from your blues uh, the second version hmm. that cuts off so that's interesting to watch yeah so uh seek that out as well good well yeah very good so we uh, killed two birds with one stone with our yeah. film and our gig and we'll wrap up today with a uh, kind of highlights in Beatle news since it's been a while since we released our last episode and and we've still yeah. I, I I will say we still have not gotten any news that we're looking for nothing <laughs> yes nothing. Yeah. yes well the no. only news the 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 most positive news was yes we're recording this one day after Yoko Ono's 90th birthday yeah so, uh, an official happy birthday to Yoko Ono of course, she had the wish tree for yokoono.com if you wanted to go there. Yep. And post some messages. Maybe that's still going. 
And of course, she said, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the beautiful birthday wishes. I'm a very lucky girl. I love you. Lots Aww. of love, Yoko. So nice, nice, nice to uh, uh, hear from Yoko. And, you know, some of the some people were posting some Yoko tunes and there are mm-hmm. some good Yoko tunes. I know I've often pointed out approximately Infinite Universe and Fly as two Yoko albums that you should actually go listen to. And and if, if not just for the Yoko, but for the John Lennon uh, guitars and for the, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So, and in fact, I think we, one of our most listened to episodes was our Yoko Ono reevaluator. I don't remember what we called it, but we kind of did a musical tour of Yoko and we yeah. both came away with a much more favorable response than if we'd only heard whole lot of Yoko, for example, uh, yeah, or the live peace in Toronto stuff. So yeah. So happy birthday to Yoko from I've got a Beatles podcast. That's right. Now, one day we, the last time we recorded Dave, we said, there's going to be news. <laughs> we were, we were like, there's going to be news the next day. And Always. there was, but it was of a picture book. <laughs> so Paul, which, which, Hey, maybe you really might get a kick out of 1964 eyes of the storm which is coming out on June 13th, 2023, available for pre-order right now. And it's uh, Paul's 35 millimeter pictures from the end of 1963 through early 64 um, in Liverpool, London, Paris, New York, Washington, and Miami. So um, yeah, cap- capturing all of the most exciting moments in Beatlemania. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And but not not cheap. It's not cheap. I, I right now on Amazon. Let's see what it's going for right now on Amazon. I know it, when it came out, it was listing for seventy five dollars. So, yeah. and it has dropped to sixty seven dollars right now okay. for hardcover. The Kindle version is only thirty five bucks. So if you don't oh. want the hard book, but I feel like a book like that, you kind of want the yeah. If you're buying a book like that, you kind of want the hardcover of it. So you want to see the pictures, bucks. yeah. So we'll see how that sells. I, I'm how that sells. So we'll see how that sells. I'm I'm not personally interested. I didn't buy any of the Ringo picture books. No, I don't like picture books very much. <laughs> That's just me. Dave, Record Store Day is coming up again, and yes. there's always releases for Record Store Day. And Record Store Day 2023 is coming up on April 22nd, and there are three major. Beatles adjacent Beatles, Beatles uh, releases. Solo. Yeah. You know, solo be- yeah, solo Beatle releases. First of which is probably the least unexpected, <laughs> like very much expected Paul McCartney and Wings Red Road Speedway coming up on half in their Half Speed Master series. It's a Record Store Day first release, which means it's not exclusive to Record Store Day. But it's just that this is the next title that was going to come out anyway. And Red Rose Speedway, it's 50th anniversary, limited edition, half speed master. They're coming out for each of these albums. We've gotten Ram, we've gotten McCartney, and now we get the Red Rose Speedway. So, and you're still saving up for that wildlife half speed master. (laughs) So I would say if you do not have Red Rose Speedway on vinyl and you're going to go to Record Store Day, that this might be a good purchase for you. It'll be 
34.99 that's the the guess on mm-hmm. the uh price of that one so right but i already have it on i bought the you know the part of our frustration i think with paul thing is we got like last year we got a box set of mccartney 123 all all of those had been recently kind of like available so it's not like something new that's not available and here we are again red rose speedway it's not that long ago that we got the red rose speedway box so the two the two vinyl and they there were two different sets of vinyls yeah you you had the double lp there was the double lp and then there was the red rose rewired or whatever they call it that was that was the or, apparently or the original double album mm-hmm. uh, version of that. I got the one that had the regular Red Rose Speedway and then the second disc, which was all um, bonus cuts, which were great bonus cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Live and some things like that. So I don't really need to purchase this myself. So no. once again, I've got I've got another Paul release, two more Paul releases announced of things that I'm not going to buy. <laughs> So, yes, but I know you're excited about that John Lennon record store day release. <laughs> well, this one, this one's that to me is just like, uh, that, are you a guy who gets wants to go to record store day, get in line first, spend two hundred bucks on a thing, not unwrap it, leave it on your shelf for <laughs> five years, and then try to sell it for a thousand dollars? Is that the guy you are? then you've got something to get. Yep. Which is yep. this John Lennon, give me some truth again. <laughs> give me some truth. Just released a few years ago with all the uh for his 80th birthday with all the remixes the of the um uh, greatest hits, right? Mm-hmm. So we're getting the equivalent of that again, which originally there was a two disc and a four disc LP set. And then I think it also came out on CD. This is every track that's on the two disc uh, LP. But how would you like that instead of on two discs on nine 10 inch <laughs> white vinyl discs? Is this as it's not as impractical <laughs> as the McCartney singles seven inch one, which yeah. was really ridiculous for if you actually wanted to play it. I mean, for collectors, great. Uh, yeah but what's the point what's i don't understand the point of this one at all and and i looked and at least on the record store day um website it says it's only a run of 500 so these (sighs) are these are limit very 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 limited it's gonna be very expensive over a hundred bucks or something like that and um i got the two (laughs) dave i got the two disc vinyl uh from target uh on a sale for 15 bucks yeah, I did. I saw it there too. Exactly. So, I, so I'm like, think, oh, I'm, I'm, I, and I didn't even need it really. No, you have all those tracks available, but uh, I kind of wanted it because I figured I'd play it a lot, and yeah. I have. Uh, so, but instead, you want the nine, ten inch vinyl. Yeah, it frustrates. Me. I don't, yeah. I don't like these type of releases, and I'm not a no. fan of them. And now, Ringo Starr. So Ringo, if you remember. Uh, just a few months back on the last record store day uh he did give us uh a couple of releases one of which was old wave yeah and old wave was released on cd and vinyl and 
both of those had bonus tracks. So if you were somebody who wanted to buy old wave, you're you're not just getting old wave, you're getting a a a, a great a great like new fresh mm-hmm. <laughs> uh copy of it. Well, he's doing the same thing again for this record store day, but with Stop and Smell the Roses. So yes. uh, that's coming out on both vinyl. The vinyl run is on uh, red and white wavy color double vinyl. Ooh. And uh as a run of 2500. Um and the price of that guarantee you is going to be 39.99. Okay. So it's a little pricey. Also coming out on CD. But with both of it you get all six of the you get you get the 10 track regular album and then you get six bonus tracks. So Okay. You get Wake Up, Red and Black Blues, Brandy, stop and take the time to smell the roses original <laughs> vocal version oh boy uh you can't fight lightning and handgun promos hats off and kudos to the ringo team for at least realizing hey people are going to want this you know these old ring if people are into ringo we're going to give them some old ringo releases and finally release them yeah on cd and on vinyl so if you want see if you still buy in cds great if you if you like your colored vinyl, great. You want your bonus tracks? We give you your bonus tracks. Wonderful, you know. Thank you, yes. Ringo yeah. <laughs> crew. No, thank you to the other crews who's given us this. Well, I guess you know I do like the half speed masters coming out the way they are, mm. but it's just it's a little frustrating right now with the other camps because I'm 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 looking at the I'm looking at John Lennon and I'm looking at Paul and I'm like. I'm, well, you I didn't even mention to buy here. Guys. You didn't even mention George. Yeah, because he's he's not going to give us anything. <laughs> no. If they give us anything, it's always like a single, you know, uh, or no, it's it's other it's other dark oh, horse uh, releases. Dark horse, yeah, that's right. Splinters uh, recordings, or <laughs> yeah, Joe Strummer, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a Joe Strummer on the list. There's a Joe okay. Strummer Street Core coming out, which is a good album. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a good. Yeah. Uh, individual vinyl release uh, breakout from the um, box set that came out later. Okay. So, but check out Record Store Day. You know, if you if you want one of these, I'd say go ahead, go to the Record Store Day website and check out. There are some other releases depending. On, I mean, we only always talk, you know, Beatles here. Oh yeah, yeah. This podcast, but there's you know some Tori Amos and some other. Yeah, there's always that, other things. Yeah, and and you yeah. know they they always give you a something that's gonna get like uh more modern fans like your taylor swift release or something like that that's gonna get people lining up yeah. for the store so you'll be in a line with a bunch of like you know 20 year olds <laughs> gen like, zers they here? yeah <laughs> <laughs> right but uh but they also give you know there's always a doors release there's always you know there's yeah. So there's something. there's there they give you some there's a the, i'd say one of the better ones i saw was the vine vinyl nuggets uh nuggets which was like the 60s oh yeah 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 remember like that psychedelic like two, ones and... yeah blown out to a five disc release so okay and i think the price on that's 99 bucks which is probably oh, pretty good for not bad something like that so um hmm. and there's always lots of great jazz titles that are being really re, you know now with jazz it's like this hasn't been released since the 50s yeah and we got it we got an analog copy and we got Kevin Gray to master it. So it's the, 
it's it's like jazz fans are, are the last few years are just in probably uh going into uh massive amounts of debt with all <laughs> the kevin gray uh direct from analog uh, masters that they're getting well there's certainly some of those on the list uh check out the record store day release well good so there's our beatles update and of course we'll let you know if anything else comes out or if we hear any other news uh well now that we got two announcements from paul it's going to be months yeah, before we get any kind uh, of anything else from paul agreed i don't so expect much to come uh so yeah we'll see but in the meantime uh we will keep you entertained with our uh, episodes and we'll be planning our next one very soon so and and uh, we do have some we do have some song album careers coming out finally but there were some issues recording it on my end cuz i'm an idiot <laughs> so a little bit of delay there but once we get that going again it's going to they're going to come out on a more regular basis finally we yes. can figured out a way to do it where we can <laughs> record and get them out and do some shorter episodes and things like that so i think i think we're we're gearing back up on the uh sung album careers and they'll those will be coming out pretty hot and heavy yes yes definitely so <laughs> we'll look forward to that so thanks again for listening as always and we'll be back at you soon with a new episode <laughs>